your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Well, he does love America. I've seen that. Hi, what's up? It's Monday, April 9th. Can you believe it? Your taxes don't yet? You can can believe it. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Three things. I know we can't talk about that, though. Why not? Because that's just too much. I like my job. Three things I think. I put it it on. Put it on your. uh, Follow Ryan on Twitter. Put it on Twitter. (laughs) Ryan, was it Ryan KNST? Yeah. There you go. Right, All right. Ryan's going to put up a sick, twisted story. Oh, my God. This is what education is. I mean, I can't even say it. And it's how I'm getting, getting soft in my old age. Anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. But what? <laughs> Three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, the Trumpster has signed a memo. I love when he signed memos. And he said, this catch release thing, it's over. It's done. No more catch and release. That's pretty sweet, isn't it? How is that possible? Where are they going to go? What are they going to do? I don't know, but uh, they're going to do something. They're going to do something. It's Something will be done, and things, and stuff, and yeah. So you have that, which is nice. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, more illegal immigration news. Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General. Where have you been, Jeff? Uh, he announces zero tolerance for illegal aliens. That's right. You cross our border. None of this, you know, hey, give you a piece of paper, you show up in three years, but but no, 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 no. He is telling all United States attorneys in relevant districts to prosecute every violator of the federal law. So you come across the border, doesn't matter if it's your first time, whatever, you're done. You're done. Instead of selectively prosecuting just criminal or repeat offenders, He's like, I want everybody, even first time, even nonviolent, you cross our border, and you know what? You're going to face prosecution. Shouldn't it be that way? I think it should be that way, right? Third thing, I think you need to know uh, social media. Add it again. Here we go. You know Diamond and Silk? We'll get into this more in the next hour. Diamond and Silk, these two ladies, thank you very much. Uh Big-time Trump supporters. They have like 1.2 million likes or follows, whatever, on Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, Facebook has penalized these two women, calling them unsafe to the community. Unsafe. What does that even mean? Unsafe to the community. I don't, I don't, even, I don't know. I don't get it. Whatever. But that's just the way it is, right? Three things I think you need to know. There's a lot of other stuff happening. Man, oh man, oh man. Um, now, uh, we, have, uh, we have some issues going on in Syria. But do you want to hear that? Do you want to hear the issues going on in Syria? Uh, Assad gassed his own people, uh, killed them, uh, whatever it is, and like 40 people, including women and children, done. Trump called him an animal. Uh, next thing you know, missiles are fired towards Syria, toward uh, an airstrip, and it's not us. Nobody knows who it is. Is it Israel? Nobody knows who it is. Hmm. No, I don't, whatever it is. So, so you have that, uh, that, that's the big thing. 
That's the big thing. But this, this, I think is even better. Well, that's the serious news. Uh, they're finally doing it out there in London. They're calling for knife control. That's right. What's going to be next? Will there be fist control? If they ban the guns, ban the knives, people still die, punch in the head till they die. Will they ban fists? Will they ban cars? Will they ban bats, sticks, clubs? What will they ban next? Apparently, uh, there was a story that came out a few weeks ago that there were more murders in London than there were in New York City. First time in like 100 years or something like that. Oh, what a mess. And you have this, uh, this wackadoo mayor out there, Sadiq Khan. And he's not wackadoo because his name is Sadiq Khan. He's wackadoo because he's wackadoo. Hates Trump. Uh, he's all, you know, and he, he turns a blind eye to the craziness that's going on over there in London. Uh, but he announced a, a broad new knife control policy, or policies, I should say. You know, knives are now weapons of war. They have to be. If, they, if they're going to be banned, how are they not weapons of war, right? So, so many people have been stabbed to death that he's like, you know what? There's no reason you need to carry a knife. <laughs> of course, the reason could be, I don't know, to try to save your own life. But that's just a, that's like a minor thing, right? That, that's, yeah, that's a small detail. Tiny, tiny, tiny detail. So anyway, uh, I, I mean, why else would you want to do this? I can't believe you just posted that. But I You told it. me. <laughs> we'll get to that after. I don't know. I don't know if we can. Yeah, I would put it at the end of the show. Like the very end. Like it like it near the ten o'clock hour. Anyway, so there's been a whole bunch of stabbings and acid attacks. So uh the mayor of London tweeted out, No excuses. There is never a reason to carry a knife. Anyone who does will be caught and they will feel the full force of the law. Never a reason to carry uh, a gun. Yeah, exactly. Right? Not if you want to stay alive. Oh, my goodness. Because if you have a knife, you're definitely going to go stab somebody, right? Oh, yeah. Well, can you carry a sword? Because a sword is not well, a knife. It's kind of it's like a really big knife, though. Maybe he hasn't specifically said sword, so you might as well. Uh, the tough immediate measures is from the Daily Wire involve an incredible police crackdown. A ban on home deliveries of knives or acid. And acid. So you can't, if you order like a bunch of steak knives to your house, does it, does it get sent? Do you, are you going to have to cut steak with a butter knife now? Will butter knives be banned? Because one could be an assault knife, and the other could not be, right? I mean, a butter knife is a regular knife, and like like a Rambo knife or a switchblade, that could be an assault knife. Yeah, they give law enforcement the stop and search power so police can stop anyone they think or believe could be a threat planning a knife or an acid attack. Is that profiling? I guess so. Is that now You're legal right. profiling? I, you know, as long as you don't do it with a knife. You look like you could be doing yeah. something wrong. So what? let us search you. Uh-huh. And that flies now. Who orders acid to their house, by the way? Well, if you have a pool. Okay. I mean, that's the only thing I could think like of. Like acid to throw into people's face, though? That's what, the, that's what happens there. The pool acid, I mean, it'll hurt your eyes, but it's not going to... You yeah? It's been a long time since I've had a pool. I can't remember. We had an earth filter. This is going back to the 80s and 90s. They still have those. Diatomaceous earth. Yep. yep. Backwash it, do it all. Yep. Anyway. It's good stuff. Yeah, it worked. Uh, so anybody that wants to be stopped will be stopped, or they think they, they think should be stopped will stop, will be stopped, and you go there. Uh, the city created a violent crime task force of 120 officers 
and their job is to root out knife-wielding individuals in public spaces. Will the police be able to carry firearms or a knife? No. Uh, they're putting $50 million into this so they can uh, be prepared for knife attacks, extra patrols, extra stop, worst affected areas, blah, 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 blah. So uh, it says here, strangely enough, Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London, is responsible for decreasing the number of stop and searches, having previously declared that the tactic be, yes, you're ready, right, and racist and potentially Islamophobic. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Seriously, how, what... Not, are they going to go into restaurants and be like, you can't use that steak knife? Can't do it. You have to cook the beef so tender. Which means, but I mean, but that, that's, that's certain beef, but you can't do it for like a nice, like a good filet. You can't, you can't cook it so much that it falls But You don't want to stew it, for God's sakes. No, but if you use the sous vide method of cooking steaks. That's going to be the, you know, government mandated sous vide. You can't grill things anymore. <laughs> anymore. Every single restaurant will have to have a sous vide machine. We'll cut your steak for you. Exactly. Like you're a child. Yeah. That's it's the like government. a bagel machine for That's steaks. A, oh my you drop God. it in the zoom, top. Zoom, yeah. zoom. <laughs> Horrible. Oh, yeah, it is. But this is how stupid it is. Knife control. They're, they're, they're par- the parliament over there in the UK is going to take up heavy knife control legislation when it resumes this week. They're going to uh, expect to introduce a ban on ni- online knife sales. You don't have to go through a background check now for a knife. Yes. Home knife deliveries. They're going to ban bans on that. Declared illegal to possess zombie knives and knuckle dusters in private. Zombie knives. Those are being uh, defined as being manufactured for the purpose of being used as a person-to-person weapon. And ban sales of caustic materials to anyone under the age 18. Knife control. Now, so, the is there a size what? limit? Sorry, uh, like California, you can't have a. You can have. You can carry well, a knife. I guarantee they're going to do that. They haven't done it yet. They're going to okay. do the legis- the banning this week. I guarantee there'll be something that says you can't have a knife that'll be X amount of inches and blah 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 and whatever. So, uh, how long until an American politician or a dopey person from the American media says we should do that here? What do you give it? A week. From like the day where it comes out that this is what they want to do over there in the UK to ban stuff. What, a week? Maybe? A week and a half? Two days? How long? How long? So knife control. That's the answer to this. Whenever something bad happens, you ban it and the bad people will stop doing it. It's guaranteed to work, isn't it? Right? No? Yeah. Totally works. Yeah. Like my kid is not bad, but I tell him... um, repeatedly to do something and he doesn't listen he doesn't listen he doesn't listen until i threaten to take something away well what if and he still doesn't listen he still doesn't listen and he says the whole thing he still doesn't listen oh man so that's nice that's that's a that's a good one clark isn't it and that's just great uh makes you want to go over there right and go uh have a good time and uh just go enjoy yourself over there because no one's gonna have a gun or a knife except the bad people and that should work out swimmingly. No, it really should. It really should. All right, uh, it's uh, 623. Uh, Friday was a big show. We talked about that math teacher out at uh, Flowing Wells High School. The transgender math teacher, which I don't give a crap. I mean, of course, it's going to be confusing as hell to kids, and I don't like it and everything like that. You do what you want in your own time, right? Yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you. Um, you do what you want in your own time. However... 
I still haven't received anything from the school. See, this is the difference, okay? Look, Flowing Well, you know what? I'll get to that coming back. I haven't received any feedback, no calls from Flowing Wells High School, the principal, anybody, which uh, leads me to believe that, of course, everything we did was correct. They have no answers for it. But don't you think they'd actually want to come out with a statement or do something? Well, there's a reason they won. I wish that other people would learn from it. Uh, but I, I think you should still, because there were plenty of people. I mean, I was copied on some emails, uh, blind copied and copied on emails to the principal, to the superintendent of Flowing Wells and everything. And they have my number. They know how to get in contact with me. I'm pretty sure they heard about this uh, on Friday about that math teacher, the transgender one that on March 31st decided to not teach math, but instead teach about transgenderism and lifestyle and everything. Um, nothing from that. Nothing, but I tell you what, uh, this is this is a great lesson that we'll uh, we'll learn with this. So we'll get to that coming up. Uh, and, and did you do anything? Did you hear anything? Nobody else in the media talked about it. Nobody else. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, but they're it's very they're doing this for a reason, and I hope that other people pay attention to it. So we'll get to that coming up in about four. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. Six thirty. Thanks for being here we start the work week together and it's going to be hot that's just how it is 60 outside already 90 and sunny today oh crap 96 tomorrow 97 on wednesday we're back down to 76 on friday roll over the board it must be you and your big car all right so we have that so uh really fast uh Nobody from Flowing Walls has contacted me. I I know they got destroyed. Phone calls, emails, social media, you name it, because of the crap that's going on. And honestly, it's really pathetic that uh, it's a taxpayer-funded entity. That's what a school is, right? So the superintendent, the principal, they're answerable. Aren't they answerable? Shouldn't they, shouldn't they tell the public why they do certain things? I mean, otherwise, go get a job in the private sector, and you're only answerable to your boss. But I've never received any phone calls, nothing, nothing back from from Flowing Wells. And they owe people an apology. But you know what they want to do, or an explanation, I should say. But you know what you know what they want. You know what they're doing? They're ignoring it. And you know what? It's going to work. People will forget. People will always remember it, but then they'll forget about it. The pressure will ease. And this is the problem when you have dopey uh, dopey places. Like remember, uh, all of a sudden, these idiots started pressuring companies and businesses that did business with the NRA. And all of a sudden, all these rental car companies and airlines said, we're not going to do this. If they just ignored it for a day or two. It goes away. It's so funny how the left knows that, but the right doesn't. It's crazy, right? So all of a sudden, uh, they're going to they're gonna do the, the thing that, honestly, what you should do. Because you're never going to make everybody happy. That's the deep, dark, dirty secret. And eventually people always kind of give up. And if they don't give up, you know it's not human beings because human beings will eventually give up. It's bots. It's bots. So uh, they're going to hope that you forget about it, it goes away, and they just move on. I mean, hell, they only have another month left in the school year, right? So that's what they're thinking about flowing well. So it's up to you. Listen, I did everything I could. I called them. They didn't want to get back to me. I talked about it on the air. And if uh, if something if it's really bothering you, then then go ahead and make a spectacle out of it. Simple as that. 6.32, coming back in about six minutes. More on this situation. I'll get to it. Trump ending catch and release. But what does that really mean? I mean, where are they going to go? What's going to happen? We'll get to it coming up. Right. And by the way, it's 7.10. We'll talk about this uh, 
Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel is going. He's having a war with Sean Hannity because he mocked Melania's accent. It's the total double standard. And we'll talk about that. And also Diamond and Silk. These two black Trump supporters uh, being told by Facebook, you're a danger to the community. So their Facebook is not letting them reach as many people as they normally do. You're a danger to the community. Excuse me. There's hypocrisy all over this, all over it. We'll get to it all right now on KNST. Here's Fox. Leading talk. Yes, yes, yes. 641 on this Monday. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, President Trump, we'll have more of this in a second, signs a memo ordering the end to catch and release of illegal aliens. Uh, more on that coming up. Second thing that I think you need to know, Jeff Sessions, the crackdown continues. Zero tolerance for illegal border crossers. That means if you cross the border, if anybody crossed the border for the first time, they're going to get prosecuted. He has instructed all U.S. attorneys to prosecute every violator of federal law. You come in here illegally, you're getting busted. You're getting prosecuted. I'm letting you go. It used to be just the... The bad guys, the criminal illegal aliens, don't you love that? Now they're instructed to prosecute even first-time non-violent offenders, which was the complete opposite of the Obama administration. Third thing, I think you need to know social media war on conservatives. Uh, first, Facebook says, yeah, we're going we're gonna to cut down on the reach of Diamond and Silk, these two black Trump supporters, very outspoken. Uh, very entertaining. They said, uh, Facebook says, Diamond and Silk are unsafe to the community. We'll have more on that at 710 this morning. Unsafe. Unsafe. Uh, and Twitter's CEO, Jack Dorsey, retweeted an article. said, great read. You know what the article was about? The calling for a civil war and Democrats to win at this point because we have such heightened political... Um, uh, just, just everybody wants to go at each other's throat. There's no civility. So he say he he said there's a great read. He's called a great read calling for Democrats to win a a political civil war in America. What do you think he wants to do to conservatives and Republicans that that tweet things? And we know this. James O'Keefe, remember the undercover videos? They literally um, will block people. People don't even realize when they tweet something, nobody will see it. And by the way, they have every right to do that. Don't they? It's their company. So you just don't use it, I guess. That's the dilemma. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that. Three things I think you need to know. Now, the Trumpster. Think about this. Was it uh, three weeks ago that he signed that omnibus bill? Two weeks ago? Whatever it was. Three. No, it was a month ago, wasn't it? Because it was March, March 8th or something. It's April 9th now. Have you forgotten about that already? No. No, I'll never forget. I hate him. I'm done. Uh, really? I hope not. Again, um, I think he realized he screwed the pooch. Look what he's doing, though, to even make you forget about it. He's going back, like I said, to campaign Don, right? Look how tough he is getting on illegal immigration. He's sending National Guard troops down to the border. Now, what are they going to do? They're not going to be armed. Are they just going to help to be extra bodies down there? Like a human wall? Maybe. Maybe. But he is getting tough, isn't he? He can't do it all himself. He can't get the wall up by himself. Congress sucks. He's doing everything he can. I'm not being a, a blind Trump supporter. I was upset that he signed that as well. But it's interesting how he changed his tune, right? 
I mean, he's always been against it, but now he's he's no longer playing ball with the other side, trying to get some kind of a deal. I think he senses blood in the water when it comes to the midterms coming in November. The economy's getting better. I think he sees the polling that Americans really do want a wall. They want border security, and the Dems are completely against it. The Dems are actually bordering on, but they're bordering on lunacy. There's a story I have where a Democratic congresswoman in New York, to hear about this? She went nuts because an illegal alien was arrested inside a courtroom. And she's like, this is terrible. It's not even safe and blah, blah, blah. Do you know that the illegal alien that she's complaining about that was arrested was arrested 15 times since 2005? Still got to stay here. And on top of that, this time was facing domestic violence charges. You want to go defend that? You go ahead. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but the Trumpsters really, really tightening the, uh, the screws. All of a sudden, now he is demanding an end to catch and release. Now, remember, he signed that omnibus bill a month ago, three weeks ago. That expanded catch and release because it cut down the number of beds that we could actually have. This is where I'm confused. Okay, so you, you end catch and release. Where do you put them? Where do they go? They go straight back. Where, where do they go? Catch and release took place. The illegal aliens get caught by the feds. Then they release back into America until their immigration court hearing. And uh, like 4% actually show up for that. And those are this dumb 4%, by the way. I mean, if you show up for that, you should be deported immediately. <laughs> Seriously, what the hell's wrong with you? So uh, it says here in Breitbart, Trump signed the order, though it is not expected to actually end catch and release. Rather, it mandates that Department of Homeland Security Report to the president in 45 to 75 days on how immigration agencies are working to bureaucratically end the practice. Huh? What? Hmm. Because so, remember, the spending bill the president signed, and I know you're mad at it, and I get it, I am too. The spending bill, this is where Paul Ryan, I mean, what a, can you, I wonder what the internal meetings are between Ryan and, and Trump and McConnell. When Trump just goes off on him. Because it was a total slap in the face. The spending bill eliminated almost 250 detention center beds for ICE agents. So illegal aliens would then have to be caught and released because there's no place to put them. Right? So what does this actually do? The headline's out there. Headlines out there, ending catch and release. But it's 45 days, and I saw the the head of the Customs and Border Patrol. You know, can you send a text to Brandon? Maybe Brandon can come on. Uh, uh, he sent, oh, there he is right there. He's on Fox right now. Yeah, text him right now. Maybe look at his phone. So uh, anyway, he, he, he signed this 45 to 75 days, and it's all about how immigration agencies are working to bureaucratically end the practice. Is that good enough? Hmm. Meh. 880-KNST. 880-5678. Again, catchy headline. Is it just for politics? What can actually be done? I saw uh, Ron Vidiello. He is the uh, acting deputy, whatever the hell the guy is, for Customs and Border Protection. I don't think Brandon's a fan. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I, if I remember correctly, I don't think Brandon's a fan. Now, Brandon Judd, I'm talking about, the head of National Border Patrol Council. So, um... Of course, this Vidiello guy said, oh, it's great, 45 days, didn't mention the 75, 45 days, 
we got to report back on how we're doing this and blah, 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 blah. Can this actually work? I think I'm a little, I mean, I guess, what can you do? If there's no place to actually put them, how can you end it? So therefore you just work on this. Now, I think I'm more interested in this idea about Jeff Sessions in the in the fact that he's saying anybody that crosses the border will get arrested and prosecuted, not just let go. Not just let go. I think that will have a, a much bigger impact. But at least he's trying to get to the right spots. Uh, again, he's not a king. He's not a dictator. None of that stuff. So uh, we'll just have to see. 649 now on KNST AM 790. Do you get it? I mean, right there. It's, it says it's a catchy headline. I want to believe it. I'd like to believe it. He's headed in the right direction. Is it enough? Can it actually lead to anything that's going to be concrete and good? That's the question. All right, uh, coming back. Oh, baby. I have a story for you. Because there's still more good things happening. Uh, there was, a, in Tennessee, a raid on a meatpacking plant. Did you hear how many illegal aliens were busted? And did you hear how this, this dirtbag American family that owned this meatpacking plant was screwing over? Americans, and by the way, also illegal aliens. We'll get to that. Don't go anywhere. It is your morning ritual with me, Gary Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are works relief. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. What's up? It's 7.06. It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST. AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Three things on this Monday I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster signed a memo ending catch and release, but does it really end catch and release? 45 to 75 days is what it gives. 45 to 75 days, and immigration agencies... Have to figure out, apparently, how to bureaucratically end the practice. What? Who? What? We'll talk to, hopefully, Brandon Judd, the head of the National Border Patrol Council, later this hour to find out if this is anything or if this is... Who knows? Who knows what it is? Second thing that I think you need to know, immigration-related, illegal immigration-related, Jeff Sessions says, all right, we're ending this... We're, we're ending stupid practices here, too. We're, we're now going to go full board, zero tolerance. If you cross the border illegally, even the first time, you're going to get prosecuted. He has ordered all U.S. attorneys to prosecute every violator of our federal law. It, it bars improper entry by an alien individual. Simple as that. It used to be in the past, they'd selectively prosecute just criminal or repeat offenders. Now everybody that comes over, because they're trying to stop, they slow down the amount of people, thank goodness. This is just common sense. You break the law, you get busted. Imagine stealing a car and they're like, you know what? You never did anything in the past. It's okay. So uh, that memo was sent out by Jeff Sessions. Third thing I think you need to know, there is a major, major war going on. Social media, the media against conservatives, I know it's not a shock to you, but Facebook has now deemed Diamond and Silk, two big-time Trump-supporting women who happen to be black as well, uh, they are now unsafe to the community. Uh, and as something else, by the way, Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey retweeted a story, said, great read. It was all about a 
pushing for a civil war in this country between Democrats and Republicans and hoping Democrats win. What do you think Twitter is going to do to uh, conservatives? We know they they do everything they can to block them and stop them from having their reach as well. That was all in the undercover videos by James O'Keefe. And Jimmy Kimmel, still not apologizing for mocking Melania, uh, Melania Trump's accent. Uh, we'll get to that as well. Three things I think you need to know. So, Diamond and Silk have 1.2 million followers on Facebook. They're actually going on tour. They go on Fox News like once a week or something like that. Um, very outspoken. They make videos. They go viral. It started out in the campaign because all of a sudden you got to love us again. You know, this is the way people think. They're like, oh, my God, two black women love Trump. Oh, my God. It's just different. So it gets attention. If these are two white dudes in their mid-40s, doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So Diamond and Silk, uh, very powerful women. They have a lot of uh, sway, a lot of reach. Uh, it says here, they wrote, uh, Diamond and Silk have been corresponding since September 7th, 2017 with Facebook about their bias, censorship, and discrimination against the Diamond and Silk brand page. Finally, after several emails, chats, phone calls, appeals, beating around the bush, lies, and giving us the runaround, they wrote, Facebook gave us another bogus reason why millions of people who have liked and or followed our page no longer receives notifications and why our page post and video reach was reduced by a very large percentage. So they're like, what's going on? They I mean, they see this. So Diamond and Silk wrote on there, they wrote a post on Facebook. Here's the reply from Facebook, Thursday, April 5th. 2018, 3.40 p.m., the policy team has come has came to the conclusion, the policy team has came to the conclusion that your content and your brand has be, been determined unsafe to the community. Unsafe. Unsafe to the community. Yep, this was Facebook's conclusion after six months, 29 days, five hours, 40 minutes, and 43 seconds. Oh, and guess what else Facebook said? This decision is final, and it is not appealable in any way. Note, they wrote, this is the exact wording that Facebook emailed to us. So they're calling out Mark Zuckerberg. But let's just go back, okay? Let's just go back. You know why they're doing this, because they're Trump supporters. And Facebook hates Trump. That's why Facebook let Obama and his crew basically get all kinds of information from people that people knowingly put, by the way, on Facebook. They knowingly put this information out there. Obama's people captured it, tried to reach them. Who knows if it made a difference or not. I'm still not of the belief that Facebook helped Trump win. Trump helped Trump win. Hillary helped Trump win. But Trump helped Trump win. Trump said things that, that nobody else would say, but everybody else was thinking. That's why Trump won the election. People want jobs. They want the border secure. That's, that's why Trump won. That's it. They want money. Yeah, people want money. I actually went out to... Uh, uh, lunch with a, an old colleague of mine. When was he here, Ryan? Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday. And he told me his dad was a diehard Democrat, big time, everything else. His dad became a huge Trump supporter. And I said, why? He goes, you know, I asked my dad that too. And his dad said, I want my money back. I want my taxes lowered. I want the border secure. Trump, Trump, and yeah, Trump. That's pretty, and doesn't have to be a right or left thing. That's just common sense American right there. So Diamond and Silk... Uh, you know, did they help Trump? Maybe. I I don't know. I, again, Trump helped Trump. 
the only thing that Facebook did is it gave people a, a platform to post videos of what Trump said and to share it just in case people missed it. That's it. And by the way, if Facebook wants to ban people, don't they have the right to ban people? Are they being dishonest about it? Yes, they're being dishonest about it. But just don't use it if you don't want to. Now, I try my best. I just want to reach you in any, as many ways as I possibly can. And Facebook, besides, you know, radio is the biggest platform. Facebook's right up there. iHeartMedia reaches more people than Facebook, Google, you name it combined. Trust me, we hear it all the time. Um, but, you know, I just look for other ways to try to reach you and get your attention. Just You're a busy person. You have things going on. If I put down, you know, that I have something I think that you, you're going to want to hear. So, you know, that's what I do. It's like direct mail in that aspect. But anyway, think about this. You know everything that Trump says is racist, right? We even have it last week, what that Steve Schmidt guy said, when Trump called out the correct thing, which a lot, a lot of women get raped as they make their way through Mexico to try to get to America illegally. And that guy Steve Schmidt on MSNBC, uh, a rhino, uh, he said that there's, a, there's some inherent racism there. So what he said, inherent racism. Everything Trump said, when Trump rips Obama, uh, I think it was a former Hillary spokesperson. Oh, there's some inherent racism. There's a tinge of racism. There's a tinge of racism. Oh, there's a tinge of everything's a, a tinge of racism. You want to, okay, play, play that, play that, because this goes to my point. Here we go, play it. Here we go. The appalling lack of dignity in, inherent in those remarks, that, that that's the president of the United States of America. It's just extraordinary, the, the lack of any comportment in his, in his personal space. He sounds like a drunk guy in Queens at mm. the end of the bar talking complete and total really? nonsense. Really? Um, the nativism, it's inherent racism, this notion of people are coming here and they're black and they're brown and what? they're rapists and they're, and they're murderers. Uh, that's what this is. That's what he's doing. He is, he is speaking to the, the ugliest threads um, in the country and, and in the country's history. And when he talks that way, it shows he has, he has no conception, right, about this country. He's racist. Black, brown, this, that, inherent, inherent racism. Everything he says is racist. He sneezes the wrong way, it's racist, right? That's all it is. Jamel, remember Jamil Hill from ESPN, president's a white supremacist. What? So we have all this. Everything presidents don't does is racist. Now, and that's what the media runs with, by the way. That's my point. Now you have the white Mark Zuckerberg, his company, blocking, uh, holding down the reach, you name it, of two black women. And nobody in the media says that it's racist. Isn't it funny how that works? That was what hit me with this whole situation is that everything Trump does is apparently racist, according to the media, and they have no problem running with it. Is, that, is, that, is, is there some racism there? Is there some, ra- is there some ra- I think there's some racism. Is there some racism? And then you have the white Zuckerberg blocking the two black Trump-supporting women, and not one person in the media says, is this racist? Now, again, I don't think it's racist. Trump's, in my mind, he's not racist. I don't think Zuckerberg's racist. Facebook isn't racist. They're blocking these women because they like Trump and they support Trump and they, they put pro-Trump things out there. But it's so funny how the media is willing to go in one direction but not the other. That's just something I wanted to bring up to you. Now, when it comes to Jimmy Kimmel, can you find the Jimmy Kimmel joke too, if you don't mind? Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, this is more hypocrisy of the left. 
uh, Jimmy Kimmel made fun of Melania Trump's accent when she was reading kids stories on Easter at the White House. Easter Sunday, she's reading stories. Again, this is a woman that came to this country legally, speaks five languages, five. She's not stupid. She went out of her way to learn English, which if we actually demand that everybody does, we're called racist for it, you know, because of course it's racist. I want you to hear what Jimmy Kimmel says about Melania. Here we go. And of course, no White House Easter celebration would be complete without story time from our first lady. Never stop exploring, because life would be boring. Be clever and curious, mm. just like a cat. Ask lots of questions about this and that. <laughs> about these and that. Guillermo, you realize what this means? You could be first lady of the United States. <laughs> okay, so we need, so we need for now. Uh, the left, which is supposed to be tolerant. Two black women. It's all by Facebook. You're a danger to the community. You know what that sounds like? Hillary. Remember when Hillary said that uh, the, the, that she said black people were predators? Mm-hmm. Uh, super predators. Super predators. Yeah, we have that sound by too. Nothing. Nothing from the media on that. Uh, they're supposed to be open, right? And what, what does the left always tell us too? We have to stop bullying. There's bullying everywhere. What would you call it if a kid at school was making fun of another kid's accent, the way he talked? Why are you bullying that kid? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel calls it a joke. It's bullying. So they are so freaking hypocritical. So you want me to tell my kid he can't say what's on his mind, but you can. You want to go ride in an airplane, but I can't because I'm going to kill the environment. But you, you, it's okay. Right? This is such a crock of you-know-what. 880-KNST, 880-5678. So Jimmy Kimmel still hasn't apologized. He says it's a joke. Well, then that's what bullies do. They make fun of people in a joking way, don't they? They tease in a joking way. You know, the same people that want to tell others who they should sit with, who they should room with, who they should sit with at, at the lunch table in high school, in middle school, in elementary school, in college, who they should live with, who they shouldn't live with. Because it makes things fair and nice and everything else. Now they're bullying and they're defending Jimmy Kimmel, who's literally making fun of a woman's accent, making fun of the way she sounds. Why not make fun of the way she looks? Why not make fun of the way she walks? Why not make fun of everything? Because she looks good and walks well. Anyway, Chris Matthews said that. So, um... Sean Hannity is trying to go at Jimmy Kimmel in a million days, and Jimmy Kimmel's trying to be funny about it, and it's getting weird. Jimmy Kimmel tweeted something to Hannity like, would you be okay if the president grabbed your daughter's... <clears throat> I mean, he's just trying to do that, and he's basically saying Hannity's just a suck-up to the president. Anyway, um, yesterday, Kimmel puts on Twitter a statement... While I admit I did have fun with our back and forth after some thought, I realized that the level of vitriol from all sides, mine and me included, does nothing good for anyone and in fact is harmful to our country. Even in 2018, the vile attacks against my wife and wishes for death on my infant son, which is not right. 
are shocking, and I encourage those who made them to give their words and actions thought. And I bet you there were some crazy people that did that because Jimmy Kimmel came out for Obamacare and everything else. I had no idea what he was talking about. We know he was, get, he was getting talking points from Chuck Schumer and Chuck Schumer's office. I, too, will give my words more thought and recognize my role in inciting their hatefulness. By lampooning Sean Hannity's def- deference to the president, I most certainly did not intend to belittle or upset members of the gay community. And to those who took offense, I apologize. I'll take Sean Hannity at his word that he was genuinely offended by, by what I believed and still believe to be a harmless and silly aside referring to our First Lady's accent. Mrs. Trump almost certainly has enough to worry about without being used as a prop to increase TV ratings. Wow. Um, This is a Hillary Clinton apology. I am hopeful that Sean Hannity will learn from this too and continue his newly founded advocacy for women, immigrants, and First Ladies, and that he will triumph in his heroic battle against sexual harassment and perversion. So he's... He still thinks it's a joke. He didn't apologize for making fun of Melania. He apologizes for apparently uh, just uh, what he says is sometimes vitriolic statements he puts on social media. That's it. He's not backing down against Hannity. He is not backing away from his joke that he said about Melania Trump. By the way, there's over 100,000 people that have called for Jimmy Kimmel to get off the airwaves. But here's the difference again between the right and the left. Disney, which owns ABC, will ignore it. Uh, Companies that do business with people on the right, they get scared and they leave in about three seconds. And I I always found that weird. Why do people on the left always wait it out like they should and people on the right jump ship? And it's not always people on the right. It's advertisers and things like that. You think any advertisers are going to leave Jimmy Kimmel? I doubt that. I doubt that. But Jimmy Kimmel is just not funny. He's just like a bitter dude. He's like, you know, it's like he became Letterman. Letterman was funny for a long time. When Letterman first got a show on CBS, he was funny. It was, it was different. It was random. I, I actually wanted to do, I'm like, I want to be Letterman. I want to do a late night show like that. I thought it'd be pretty good, be funny, all that other stuff. Uh, and then when Bush got in there, right after 9-11, Letterman started to not be funny. He started to be bitter, angry, vitriolic, hateful, mean. And it came through. It came through. And Kimmel has already reached that point. And he never actually had the funny randomness of David Letterman when Letterman was in his prime. Now Letterman's just a really bitter old dude. And Jimmy Kimmel is now a very bitter old dude. 723 on KNST AM 790. Do you see the hypocrisy there? The hypocrisy of all the sides. Again, two black women shut down by Facebook, by a white dude that owns Facebook. Is that white privilege? Is that? Yeah. You can hit me up on Twitter if they like to get to me. At Garrett Lewis. Face, I'll put this all this on Facebook as well. I want to get your reactions. You can, I'm getting hit up with messages. And uh, Garrett at KNST.com as well. Uh, one more for you coming up. All right? One more uh, for you. You want to know how racist Donald Trump is? Did you hear what the founder of BET, Black Entertainment Television, said about Trump? You're going to want to hear this. Coming up in five. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 740, thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know on this Monday. Number one, the president signed a memo ending catch and release. So he says, does it really though? It's like 45 to 75 days, 
agencies have to say how they're going to actually end it. It's just a weird thing. We'll talk to Brandon Judd, National Border Patrol Council president, in just a second on that. Second thing that I think you need to know, which I think has more teeth in it, is Jeff Sessions saying uh, every U.S. attorney out there, you're now basically ordered to prosecute anybody that crosses our border illegally. doesn't matter if they are a first-time uh, non-violent offender. They're getting busted. It used to be just people that were repeat offenders or uh, dangerous people or whatever. Now it's anybody that crosses the border, which I think is cool. Third thing I think you need to know, social media, uh, regular media, all still at war with conservatives. Now Facebook uh, is a white privilege. The white Mark Zuckerberg has said the black diamond and silk that are big-time Trump supporters are dangerous to the community, unsafe to the community, I should say, unsafe to the community. Whoa, unsafe to the what? Imagine if the other, if it was the other way around. Anytime Trump says something, it's always racist. And I'm not saying that Zuckerberg's racist at all. He just doesn't like the Trump supporters. But what a what a freaking hypocritical thing that is. Media silent on that. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, let's get to Brandon Judd right now. He's a very busy guy. He's just on TV, so I hope the makeup is still on so it works for you on radio. Hey, Brandon, what's <laughs> happening, man? <laughs> hey, the makeup is still on, but I, but I want to know how you really feel about Zuckerberg. Tell me. Zuckerberg, Let it out. He, Let it out. he just sucks. He's awful. I, you know, it's but here's the thing. Nobody should be surprised. And you know what? I, I, to me, it's a private company. If he wants to do that, he should have the right to do that. He's not the government. And, you know, everybody should just realize that and can go use something else. No? Agreed. Agreed. I go. just wish there was another platform that people could go to to put I him out know. of business. I know. I, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Um. So let's talk about the business at hand. This, uh, this whole idea about catch and release, catch and release, uh, Trump signs a memo to end it, but I was thinking right away, I'm like, this sounds good, but where are they going to go? Because in this omnibus, it said, we're going to cut down the number of detention beds and you guys needed more to begin with. So is this just uh, lip service or what? Yeah, unfortunately, look, I, you know darn good and well that I am, I am one of the biggest Trump supporters that's out there, but all you have to do is go back to February 20th of 2017 and look at the memo that, that DHS Secretary John Kelly signed. And in the second paragraph, it says, such policies collectively referred to as catch and release shall end. So they've already put out that memo that catch and release will end, um, but catch and release didn't end, which is why we've now seen this huge increase in the number of illegal border crossers in February and March. Um, so I'm not... I. Look, the, the, the problem is, is you have career employees in the federal government. These career employees were against President Trump. They're waiting him out. They're hoping that he's not going to win re-election in 2020. They're not going to implement his policies. And until he drains the swamp, and that's not just in Congress, that's in these agencies, until he drains the swamp in these agencies, they're not going to implement his policies. They're going to continue to push back. So even though the president says, this is what I want, there are some people that are at Homeland Security or at or at uh, uh, Border Patrol, Customs and Border Protection, and they're like, I'm just not going to do what he wants me to do, and they get to keep their job? That's just how it goes? Well, so so he's, he's expecting... That's why he gets to appoint um, political appointees to head these agencies. And he's expecting these political appointees to come in and make sure that the career employees do, in fact, fall in line. But when you appoint political appointees that, that also are against you, but you take the advice of people like Chief of Staff Kelly, um, and you appoint people that didn't want President Trump to win election in the first place, 
Well, they're not going to follow through on what the president wants them to do. I mean, look at, look at our number two at CBP. In March of 2016, right after the National Border Patrol Council, on behalf of all Border Patrol agents, endorsed President Trump, the number two at CBP sent out a tweet on his personal Twitter account, um, and his, um, his profile picture was, was of him in uniform. He sent out the tweet, and he compared um, Donald Trump to Dennis the Menace. He was trying to use his influence to get Border Patrol agents to push back on the endorsement that, that we gave him in hopes that he wasn't going to win re-election. And he's still number two at CBP. That's a problem. That is a That's big problem. That is a, so I guess, you know, how hard is it to fire these federal workers? Is it just like next to impossible because of all of uh, labor rules and stuff like that? It, it is impossible to hire. Uh, to, it, it's, very, it's very difficult to, to fire um, career um, managers that are, that are as high up as they are. But what you can do is you can transfer them. So you can take, uh, so let's just, in, in Tucson, the, the deputy chief and the chief of the Border Patrol in Tucson, they're what we call SES. Um, um, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a grade in the federal government, special executive salary or service, special executive service. And what you can do is you can transfer these individuals. So if you've got a podunk place in, say, um, Fargo, North Dakota, um, where all they do is, is count paper clips, um, and you've got this career employee who's not falling in line with your vision, you can transfer that person to those locations. And I'm not saying that Fargo, North Dakota is a photo place. Please, please, I don't want people from Fargo to say, oh, you're, you're making fun of Fargo. I'm just saying that the operations there wouldn't be that great. As a New Yorker, um, I'll tell you, it's a, as, a New Yorker, as a New Yorker, I'll tell you, it's a podunk place. <laughs> um, but everything but, is. <laughs> but you can transfer these. Yes. You can transfer these individuals. You can send a clear message. Um, you know, these people that are in Washington D.C. at headquarters, they don't want to leave Washington D.C. They've got these cush plush jobs. They don't want to leave. So all you do is you look at them and you say, you know what? You're not doing what I what I need you to do. You're not following in, follow falling in line with the vision that I have. I'm transferring you out to um, Del Rio, Texas. Um, you know, and that sends the clear message, but we haven't transferred anybody. Nobody um, has been transferred. And so the leadership, they're not following through on these memos that are being submitted. They're not following through on ending the catch and release. I mean, look, I don't know if you saw the Washington Times, but let's talk about McAllen, Texas. It's one of our largest border patrol stations in the entire United States. The other one is Nogales, just so that everybody knows. Um, but on any given day, 400 agents show up to work. Um, of those 400 agents, only 50 of them are deployed to patrol the border. 350 of them are doing death jobs. Why is that? <laughs> because you have these people that they have to, it's called kingdom building in the federal government. All this bureaucracy, everybody hears about, you've got this bureaucracy, it's why everything takes so long. So what happens is, is in order to justify your salaries or in order to justify your positions, you have to have complexity of operation. And to show complexity of operation, you have to manage a bunch of different departments. So what they do is they create all of these different departments 
they build their kingdom, which then allows them to justify their their exorbitant oh salary um, and their positions. And so, yeah, yeah. Look uh, again, your listeners. We have to have support staff. We have to have some people behind the desk. But fifty agents, you hired them to be border patrol agents. Four hundred show up to work, and only fifty are deployed to patrol the border. Three hundred and fifty aren't patrolling the border. And so, so like the Homeland Security Secretary, who's above everybody there, can't just say, pick up the phone and say, "Do your job and deploy people." Can't do that. Absolutely, she can. Kirsten Nielsen, Secretary Nielsen, absolutely could do it, but there would have to be bite behind her bark. If she picks up the phone and says, hey, you will start deploying people properly, um, and they don't, if she doesn't take action, well, what was the point? Uh, again, if you, if you don't actually follow through and hold your people accountable, they, they're just not going to do it. And so, yeah, Secretary Nielsen could pick up the phone and, and call, call down to the Border Patrol sectors and say, you will start deploying your resources properly. And if they don't deploy their resources properly, you transfer them. Man, I wish that would happen. Brandon Judd is who you're listening to. He's on KNST AM790, president of the National Border Patrol Council. I'm running out of time, but I just want to ask you real quick also about Jeff Sessions. The, uh, the, it's all, it was like memo, memo gate everywhere. Jeff Sessions issuing the, uh, the directive that everybody is prosecuted, even if it's your first time crossing the border. Do you think that will actually, actually happen? Will that be followed? Will that make a difference? No. No. Man, you're really won't. screwing and, up my Monday. And the reason is we just flat out don't have the resources or the, uh, the U.S. attorneys to prosecute. If you look at the, the, the amount of drugs that were coming across the, the border in Tucson um, when I was there patrolling the border, if you look at the, the number of drugs that were coming across, we had a threshold where you could not prosecute anybody unless they were carrying 500 pounds of marijuana. If they were carrying 499 pounds of marijuana, we couldn't prosecute them. And the reason why we couldn't prosecute them is we just didn't have the U.S. attorneys. Um, we just didn't have enough U.S. attorneys that could handle all of the different loads. And so if you look at the numbers of people crossing the border, we just can't prosecute every one of them because we don't have the attorneys to do it. So basically, um, what we need is the wall. Yes. That's what it comes down to. We do. We do. Yeah. We have to have the wall. But the only way we can get the wall is if people like John McCain and Senator Flake are going to get behind the president and, and actually push for the wall. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. You know, it was a good Monday until you started bringing us back to reality. <laughs> It was, it was a good Monday. You basically rain on all the. So is Trump just trying to score political points here in sessions as well, trying to like appease no, us? No, no, no. I think I think that they absolutely intend to follow through yeah. with the plans. I think that they. But but again, you have these co- career employees that don't like him, didn't want him to win in the first place. They're trying to they're sabotage it. Everything in yeah. their power to thwart him. So it's deep state. Yes, okay. it, it is. Yeah. It's, period. Real quick, uh, not to throw one at you, but I, I've just received messages from Kelly Ward herself, and she wants to know why you're not supporting her. <laughs> she didn't send you a message. I swear, right now. I, I will. Yes, I swear, Ryan. Look at that. Look at that. Look at it right there, Ryan. Where, He's making me look. I'm, make, I'm making him look. Oh my gosh! Yes, it's right. It's literally right there <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter. She just hit me up. I swear it's right here. Brandon should be supporting me, not flip flop border <laughs> hawk Martha in this election. I said I'll bust his chops. We we will. We have not made a determination okay. on who we're supporting. Um, we're still looking at at, at all of that. Um, 
we we want to support the person that is going to win. I mean, if you look at the state of Arizona, um, and this was the first presidential election that I know of, that we were a pink state. Um, you know, we, we have to keep the momentum going in Arizona. We have to get Arizona back to being a red state. Um, you lose Arizona and you're in trouble. I got you. Listen, man, thank you for the short notice this morning. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for wearing makeup. Thank you for dealing with my hey, ambush question. Hey, yeah, what? You know that I'll come on your show anytime you guys ask. You know that that's the, it's still new to us because most people run from us, like McCain and Flake and <laughs> and others here. I and mean, they they just literally run. They want Martha, Martha McSilent. She never wants to do anything. She actually people. She had a town hall at Saddlebrook up here in uh, in uh, Great North, just north of Tucson, giant retirement area. And um and and somebody first question somebody asked her. This is last Thursday, I think, or Wednesday. They said, "Why won't you go on Garrett's show?" And she was just very, she was very angry. She was very angry. You know, and that's funny because I, I, I want to go on shows that are going to challenge me. I want to go on CNN. You're a good dude. MSNBC. In fact, I was just on CNN and MSNBC yesterday. Um, you know, I want to go on those shows because people need to hear the other side. They have to. Yep. Um, you know, you can't, you can't get the independent voters unless you're going to be willing to go on CNN, MSNBC, or on the shows that don't specifically go after the issues that you want. But if you can explain the issues, look, I, I was on with Carol Costello. At the end of the interview, she said, and I quote, I might change my mind about the National Guard on the border. There you go. You have to be willing to go on there and explain your position. Well, tell Martha that, because, you know, I, that's the thing. You, you, I put myself out there all the time. I could get owned on certain things. It's, it happens. It's okay. It's an exchange of ideas. It's, she's just... She's, exactly. She's just getting married by... She's she's getting... <laughs> not married. She's getting uh, managed by McCain's people, so... Uh, listen, dude, I oh, I really appreciate the fact that you, you can uh, come onto this uh, little rinky-dink operation whenever you get a chance, whenever we ask, and I, I really do appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Hey, I, thank you. I Thanks hate to say me. that you add, you know, credibility. Because we have none, but we need some. We we enjoy having you on. <laughs> no, dude, if you're looking, if you're looking to me for credibility, you're in serious trouble. <laughs> exactly. All right, Brandon Judd. Thank you, man. Have a great have a great week, dude. Uh, all right, thanks. See you, man. Seven fifty four. It's KNST. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the word money to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeart Radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to two hundred two hundred. What's up? It's 8.07. It's Monday. It's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. And there are three things I think you need to know. Number one, Trump signs a memo ending catch and release, but it doesn't really end the catch and release. Because as Brandon Judd confirmed, my unfortunate suspicion is that there are too many people, one, that are in the government that won't follow the orders. They will not follow the orders. On top of that, there's not enough room to, to put people. And uh, this is not the first time. John Kelly said when Trump got in, they were ending catch and release, and it wasn't it wasn't ended. So they're trying, but there's too many swamp creatures, too many deep staters. Second thing that I think you need to know is Jeff Sessions ordered U.S. attorneys to prosecute anyone that comes across the border illegally, not just criminal, violent offenders, bad people, repeat offenders. You come across the first time, you should be prosecuted. And Brandon Judd threw cold water on that, too, and said, yeah, it's nice. We just don't have the resources for it. I mean, he said what we need to stop these people is the wall. Yep, the wall. That's what it comes down to, the wall. Uh, And he said it's not just political points. He thinks Trump and Sessions are trying to do the right thing. There's just they're battling government swamp creatures. 
and elected swamp creatures like McCain and Flake and the rest of them. We'll get to those in just a second. Third thing, I think you need to know social media. Man, Facebook, is it white privilege? Of course. Listen, again, I think Diamond and Silk, two Trump supporters, are being um, basically hammered by Facebook. Facebook said, uh, we find you to be a threat to the community, unsafe to the community. Of Facebook, 1.2 million followers. These happen to be two black women that are big-time Trump supporters. Very outspoken, very entertaining, very passionate. And Facebook basically cut the amount of reach they have. Even though they have 1.2 million followers and people that like the page, they'll limit the amount of people that can see their posts. That's what they do, just like Twitter. You know, if, with the, if it was the other way around, it'd be racism because you have white Mark Zuckerberg's company uh, going after two black women. Funny how the media never uses that angle here, huh? But they always do it on the other side, don't they? Three things I think you need to know. So Friday, we talked about Flowing Wells High School, the transgender math teacher that on March 31st, he's Mix Epstein, MX Epstein. He's not Mr. He's not Mrs. He's MX because he's transgender. Dude with a beard teaching 11th grade math in a skirt. That's what's going on. And instead of teaching math, dude's teaching about his transgender lifestyle and basically trying to tell the students, you should accept it. It's normal. It's what happens. Because I live that way, and I want you to accept it, and blah, blah, blah. And if you're against it, then you're a jerk, and I won't accept you, but you should accept me. So anyway, people were outraged, as they should be, by the way, as they should be. And I never got any follow-up from anybody at Flowing Wells High School. They're just hoping it goes away. I know people called them. I know people emailed them. I'm sure lots of people did that. But, and, and listen, again, the principal, I called them on, when was it, Wednesday, and said, hey. I want to talk to somebody about this, and they never got back to me. Well, they didn't think I was serious. Well, if we don't get back to them, we won't talk about it. No, 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 I don't work that way. So, uh, they want to run from this as fast as they possibly can. Then I saw a story, by the way, and if you got any feedback, if you actually hit up the school and they got back to you, I'd love to hear what they said to you. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Then I see in the local paper, there's a story over the weekend. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Tucson's El Rio has become a destination clinic for transgender kids. 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 All right, kids. And I'm thinking, all right, let me, let me just check this out. And the article says, reports, had Tucson pediatrician Dr. Andrew Cronin been asked to help a child transition their gender with medical interventions a decade ago? His advice would have been wait until the child turns 18. He'd never say that now. What? A lot of kids are still getting that advice, he said. But what we know now know is waiting can put kids through agony in their teen years. You really think it's responsible for a doctor to listen to a kid who's 9, 8, 10? I want to be a girl, doc. I feel like a girl. Name's Adam, but I feel like a girl. Excuse me? You think kids know what they're talking about? Wouldn't you think that most teenagers face agony? Most kids live in some kind of agony in teen years. Hormones are raging. Pimples are popping. It happens. We all try to find ourselves. We all had a lot of, a lot of things we were embarrassed about when we were teenagers. We all lacked confidence. A lot, some of us, there are some people that are popular kids, hey, they didn't lack for confidence. I wasn't the most confident kid. Uh, I mean, I played travel ice hockey. We didn't have a hockey team at the school. That was my thing, was hockey, was sports. 
Um, I didn't have the most confidence. I wasn't as inside. I knew like what the way I am now. I knew I was this way. I just didn't have it in me. I didn't have the confidence to be that way. I always thought people were judging me and this and that. You know, as I obviously gotten older, I could give two craps about what people think. I wish I had the same attitude when I was a teenager, but I didn't. And, you know, listen, I'm 40 years old. I'll be 41 soon. Freaky. I know a heck of a lot more now than I did when I was 35. I know a heck of a lot more now than I did when I was 10. I can say right now when I was 28 years old, I didn't know jack squat. Well, I knew a little bit. But you know what I'm talking about. So why the hell are doctors thinking it's okay to help kids change their freaking gender and sex and whatever when they're kids? My kid, if I left it up to him, he'd eat snacks all day. He'd live on gummy worms, goldfish, and fruit snacks. But as a parent, I say, no, you don't know any better. You will eat regular food. So... What is up with this? Now, get this. You ready? Since 2014, this Dr. Andrew Cronin and fellow El Rio Community Health Center pediatrician, Dr. Tracy Kurtzman, have gone from one young trans, have gone from young, one young transgender patient, excuse me, to 75, ranging in age from four to 19, four, four year. What the hell does a four year old know? And who are these parents that have, what are they thinking, right? I mean, how many times do you see when a parent makes the kid play soccer or baseball and the kid doesn't want to be there? You try it. It's a sport. Kid doesn't want to be there. All of a sudden, the kid's like, and then the parents are, all right, fine. You don't want to be there. You don't want to be there. Kid's like, I don't want to be a boy anymore. What? Well, Okay. Apparently, they're coming from all over the state to this El Rio uh, Community Health Center. And this is, this, is, this, is, this is just insane. It says here, Cornyn's first transgender patient was an eight-year-old trans boy whose doctor had insisted on calling him she. The boy was anatomically a girl when born, but at a young age, realized he was a boy. There wasn't any question about it. To have a doctor call him she was beyond upsetting. Wow. Is that a psychological thing? The impasse led the doctor to eventually fire the boy from the practice. The boy and his family ended up in Cronin's office at El Rio. The doctor was telling the child, you have a vagina. You are a girl. Cronin said of that first trans patient, it was almost unbelievable. The child had chronic medical issues that weren't being dealt with because the provider was so focused on the transgender part. What would other doctors think about this, by the way? And if you're a doctor, uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678, at Garrett Lewis on Twitter, Garrett at KNST uh, for my email. I mean, this is insane. It says here, word got out among kids and their families that Cronin was supportive and open to giving kids hormone agonists that inhibit puberty and to giving adolescents cross-gender hormones to bring on characteristics of the opposite sex. More trans kids began seeking care at El Rio. And listen, I'm no doctor, but I think it's a bit irresponsible 
to give kids drugs that inhibit puberty. Don't you? Because the kid says this. Again, Cronin and Kutzman, Kurtzman are open to cre- treating their patients with medication to inhibit puberty and with cross-gender hormones. If an 8-year-old or a 9-year-old says, Mom, Dad, I want to get a tattoo, they'd say, hell no. And if you saw a parent bring a child to a tattoo, a tattoo parlor and get a tattoo, you say, what a bunch of irresponsible parents. It's not reversible. It's dangerous. If you want to get rid of it, it's, it's going to be a lot. Isn't this the same thing? Isn't this the same thing? I have a story, by the way, of um, the amount of people that have changed their minds after they went through the conversion or transition or whatever. But it was rejected because it wasn't politically correct. Oh, yeah. I think this is a bit much, don't you? There's more to this. Um, it says here, Dr. Cronin cared for the boy with three basic steps and now trains other medical providers to use them too. Call the patient by their name, the one they want to be called, acknowledge the patient's gender identity, and don't look in their underwear unless it's medically necessary. Wow. What do you like to be called? And do you prefer he or she or something else? Or easy questions to ask, he says. They make a difference. He said it's a new era of medicine in the U.S. that has really kind of exploded in the last decade. Holy smokes. There's more to this story, and I have the uh, study that says uh, we had data saying that people regretted this in a big way, but we nobody would accept it because it wasn't PC. I'll get to that, too. It's uh, it's a crazy story, isn't it? What do you think? 880-KNST, 880-5678. We'll continue in five. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Okay. 826, sunny and 90 today. Your chance at 1000 bucks, 16 times a day, Monday through Friday. Just by listening to KNST AM790, listen for a word to text to 200-200, and you could win that grand. A good luck. Now, I put the story from the local paper on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio. Like it and follow it. Holy smokes, this is one of the craziest stories I've ever seen in my life. A, a couple of Tucson pediatricians have no problem uh, helping children, literally as young as uh, four years old, transition to the different gender no problem don't what the hell do kids know okay what if a nine-year-old girl was like i really want big breasts like i've seen them i see how boys look at girls with big breasts i really want them would the doctor say no you have to wait wait you have to wait wait till you're older and know better that's what the doctors would say that's what this guy used to say this this dr andrew cronin when kids would say, I want to be a girl, he said a decade ago, I'd say, you know what, wait till you're 18. But now he thinks it's okay. These kids know. So I wonder if he would support a child getting breast implants. That's what I'm talking about. There's a story in the local paper this past weekend. It says here, uh, for Pima Community College student Oliver Wagner, finding Kurtzman, this other doctor, Tracy Kurtzman, was a relief. Other health providers needed to be educated about gender stuff, which could get both exhausting and annoying, said Oliver, 18, who prefers the gender-neutral pronoun they. Of course. 
Oliver, who was born anatomically female, was recently turned down by the family's private insurance company for top surgery to remove breasts. Kurtzman is helping Oliver's family appeal the decision, saying the surgery is, me- is a medical necessity. These two doctors, these two pediatricians, Cronin and Kurtzman, regularly fight with insurers to pay for appropriate uh, doses of puberty suppressors that prevent the development of secondary sex characteristics. It just seems sick, doesn't it, that these pediatricians would literally give children and teenagers, who are also children, by the way, drugs to stop puberty. It's crazy. Puberty inhibitors have been declared safe by the International Endocrine Society, but are expensive, can cost up to 30 grand a year at a retail pharmacy if insurance won't pay. Hmm. What if they're wrong? What if they're wrong? You know, in this story, all they did was talk about the people that, that did do it. Right? That's it. And of course, they gave the thing, well, you know, El Rio doctors emphasize with families the different kinds of medical interventions by what's reversible, partially reversible, and irreversible. Puberty blockers, they pause puberty, they're reversible. The child can stop the puberty blockers and go through the natural puberty or else continue with cross-hormone treatments. Sometimes blockers give them a timeout to explore what gender means. They don't even know what it means. And this guy's giving it to him. It's sick, man. But, you know, the doctor, obviously, he's messed up in the head, too. You don't get it, Garrett. You're just mean. And No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. It's just, just sick. Now, let me, let me give this to you. I remember this story. You can Google it. All these people that regret the regret of transition. And this story happens to come from The Guardian, uh, September 25th of last year. University turned down politically incorrect transgender research. Wait, what? Yep, a university turned down transgender research because it was politically incorrect. Bath Spa University. This is across the pond. They're conducting an internal inquiry into claims that it turned down an application for research on gender reassignment reversal because it was potentially politically incorrect. It would attract criticism on social media. Oh, no. James Caspian, a psychotherapist who specializes in working with transgender people, proposed the research about detransitioning to the university in southwest England. Initially, it was approved when he went back with his preliminary findings that suggested growing numbers of young people, particularly women, were regretting gender reassignment. Bath Spa said his proposal would have to be resubmitted to the Ethics Committee which rejected it. Wait, what? So this James Cappy and the psychotherapist said he was astonished by this. He went to get legal advice. And he said the fundamental reason given was that it might cause criticism of the research on social media. And it might be cause criticism to the university. They also added it's better not to offend people. What? And what he was finding out is that there are a lot of people that decide to become the other gender and realize, oh crap, I screwed up. I screwed up. Caspian said he understood concerns in the transgender community. He said, quote, I've worked for many years with people who have transitioned their gender. So he's not like some guy that's against it. 
And I think that when people feel marginalized and vulnerable to criticism, they're very sensitive to anything they may perceive as that and feel afraid. The idea we might use the information from the research that I was going to do in a way that would not help people is completely wrong. The research is necessary to help people. This guy was a, he's a trustee of, of what's called the Beaumont Trust. It's a charity that provides education about and support to transgender, transsexual, cross-dressing people. He said he was first alerted to the issue of gender reassignment reversal in 2014 when a Belgrade doctor told him he had been asked to carry out an unprecedented seven reversals that year. He said, quote, I found it very difficult to get people willing to openly talk about the experience of reversing surgery. They said they felt too traumatized to talk about it, which made me think we really need to do even more research. So all of a sudden, they realize people are saying, man, did I screw up? And then you have this irresponsible doctor down here in Tucson that, again, is early as four years old. He, this, these two doctors, Cronin and Kurtzman, they are giving four-year-olds, for God's sakes, drugs to stop puberty or reverse stuff. I mean, it is just, it's crazy. I have more on this. I'll get more of your action coming up at about 6, 833 on KNSD AM 790. Here's Fox. Hey, it's a good thing you're here. He has a lot to tell you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, I do. How you doing? Yes. It's 840. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the headlines are that the Trumpster said, I am signing this. No more catch and release. Get you all excited until you talk to Brandon Judd, the head of the National Border Patrol Council, who says, listen, he wanted that for a long time. He wants that, but there's too many government bureaucrats, deep staters that hate Trump. They're waiting him out, and they refuse to follow his orders. And it's impossible, next to impossible, to fire any of these people. Too many deep staters involved. Plus, he said there's not many places to put them. So anyway, we have that. Second thing I think you need to know, Jeff Sessions tries getting tough, too, and says we're going to prosecute everyone, even first-time border crossers. You don't have to be someone that's a violent felon or repeat offender. Everybody. He ordered all U.S. attorneys to prosecute anybody that crosses our border illegally. Sounds great. He means, well, even Brandon Judd said, I support what the president and Jeff Sessions are doing. They're trying to do the right thing. We just don't have the manpower for it. Third thing, I think you need to know, man, oh man, oh man. Uh, This is another one. There's a story in the Washington Free Beacon about this. Iran. I thought it was such a good deal. Iran is threatening to restart their nuclear enrichment program in a matter of days. Maybe that's why the president said, uh, see you later, H.R. McMaster. See you later, Rex Tillerson. They wanted the Iran deal to be there. President's trying to get rid of it. But Iranian leaders said they're threatening, we, we're, we're going to restart, we're threatening to restart the uh, nuclear enrichment program. And it's in, in just a matter of days. It says here in the Free Beacon, the Trump administration, European allies scrambling to address a range of flaws in their deal ahead of the May deadline. We could walk away from it. I think we will. Why should we do anything with these people? They threaten to do all this stuff. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, so if you want, you can comment about the uh, this, I think, irresponsible doctor. Doctors, I should say, Cronin and Kurtzman. It's pediatricians. A four-year-old comes up to him and says, I want to be a boy. I want to be a girl. I'm sure they don't do it right away. They talk. They do this. They do that. 
Did you know what you wanted when you were eight years old, nine years old, ten years old? My oldest wanted to be a uh, dinosaur when he was four. Well, there you go. Uh huh. What if your dog wants to be a cat? Can they identify that way? That would well, be awesome. No. That's interspecies. We're talking about gender. Okay, thank you. It's just all insane to me. Uh, by the way, it says in, the, in this article that um, everybody that works at, because this is a subsidized thing, El Rio. El Rio has been a longtime provider of health care, because this is where it's happening, to vulnerable populations. Anyone hired at El Rio must go through three hours of training in caring for marginalized populations, and that includes the LGBTQIA plus community. So that's why the people that work there, they're of that mindset, and that's why you have this going on. It's crazy. I mean, what would you think if your neighbor all of a sudden, yep, you know, little Jimmy, he's now little Jane. What would you think of your neighbor? Would you think what a nut job? Craziness, isn't it? Ay, 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 ay. All right, there's more to get to as well. 880-KNST, 880-5678. And people are already commenting. I put that on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, like it and follow it, and uh, well, you can you can comment if you'd like. And people, uh, they they are well, man, oh man, oh man. You get to pay for that. We get to pay for that. Doesn't that suck? Seriously, it, it gets tax money. It serves low income people, marginalized communities. So we get to do that. It's kind of messed up, huh? How is this ethical? Like, that's the biggest thing to me. To me, it's not ethical. You wouldn't say it's ethical for a doctor to approve of uh, plastic surgery to dramatically change, you know, a child. Whatever. So we have that. All right, uh, let's move on. Now, um, but oh, yes, yes, yes. This is one of my favorites right here. We need to talk about this. A, a Democratic congresswoman from New York. And which team do you want to play for? Congresswoman uh, Nidia Velasquez of New York. She tweeted out a story from the New York Daily News. ICE grabs immigrant from Brooklyn courthouse, prompting protest. Sounds bad, doesn't it? Extremely concerning to hear that ICE agents targeted an undocumented immigrant just outside Brooklyn criminal court this morning. Why? Why is that concerning? I mean, if he's a bad person and he's outside of court, hello? Anyway, such actions by ICE, she writes, have no place in our city, and I'll be monitoring the situation carefully. Now, she left out some very important facts about this story. Yes, this guy is an illegal alien. Yes, 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 it's causing... Pro- oh, this is just terrible. Oh, this is this is intolerable. Um... Uh, Legal aid and Brooklyn Defender Service lawyers, very upset by this. We're appalled by yet another courthouse arrest by ICE. This is intolerable. Something must change, and it must change now. Court officials, you ready for this? They say this is the illegal aliens' fifth arrest this year. It's only April. His fifth arrest just this year alone. Wow. ICE says under current policy, courthouses are not considered sensitive locations and arrests there will continue. Bada boom. 
Yep. Fifth arrest this year alone, this illegal alien. When is he getting the boot? Why should he stay here? What, what's going on? By the way, he's been arrested 15 times. 15 times since 2005. I wonder why the congresswoman didn't include these facts, huh? Man. 15 times. So this guy is an illegal immigrant. His name? Diogenes Pinzone, a Panamanian national. Arrested walking out an eighth floor courtroom in Brooklyn, their criminal court, Friday morning. Illegal immigrant with a long criminal history, it says in the Daily Caller. He was in court fighting domestic violence charges in connection with allegations that he robbed and threatened his girlfriend in May of 2017. And this New York Democrat, New York Democratic Congresswoman, fighting for this guy to stay here. This goes across party lines, doesn't it? Shouldn't it? And again, she conveniently left out these facts. And it says here the 38-year-old Pinzone has been arrested 15 times since 2005. What other country but America could an illegal alien be arrested 15 times in 13 years and still stay here? Wow. 15 times. The Legal Aid Society and Brooklyn Defender Services said more. If the people we represent cannot safely appear in court to participate in their own defense and further are sanctioned with warrants for not appearing, then the integrity of the whole system must be questioned. What about the integrity of, I don't know, our border, our laws, those kinds of things? Shouldn't that be questioned? Just saying. Fifteen times. Five times this year. And this... This Democratic Congresswoman is sticking up for him. Again, whose team are you on? Who do you want to play with? Who? It's If this is what the Democrats run on, there's not going to be that blue wave. As bad as the Republicans have been to Trump and to the, the base, it's pretty bad, right? It's, it's really bad. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Oh, we'll continue. I have some more uh, crazy, stupid... Uh, uh, criminal news is pretty good woman had uh was found with cocaine i believe in her purse how it got there is one of the greatest stories you will hear morning ritual garrett lewis knst aim 792 sounds most stimulating talk you're shot at one thousand dollars now text the word bills to 200 200 you'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio radio info standard data and message rate supply that's bills to 200 200 word yes hello that's the word it is 908 it's also your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. There are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, the president signed a memo saying no more catch and release. What it really does is say you have 45 to 75 days. Government agencies, bureaucracies, you name it, immigration agencies, on how to end this practice. Brandon Judd told us an hour and a half ago, look, the president really wants to end it, but there's too many swamp monsters that won't follow through on what he wants. Second thing that I think you need to know is Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, has said, you know what? None of this selective prosecution. Anybody that crosses the border illegally, they don't have to be a repeat offender. They don't have to be a violent person, a criminal in that aspect. Anybody that crosses our border illegally, you get prosecuted. He told every U.S. attorney that. That's what needs to happen. 
Brandon Judd said it's a nice idea. Jeff means well, but, and again, Brandon Judd, the head of the National Border Patrol Council, he said we don't have the resources to make that happen. But they're trying. They're trying to do the right thing. It's going to be a long fight. Remember Steve Bannon said that, a long fight. Uh, third thing, I think you need to know, the Iranians are threatening to restart their nuclear weapons program, the nuclear enrichment program. Um, why would we trust them? Didn't Obama's deal stop this from happening? Man, oh man, oh man. Now you know why Trump fired Tillerson and H.R. McMaster, because they liked this deal. And he brings in John Bolton. And uh, I hope his uh, new Secretary of State gets gets okayed very, very, very soon. Mike Pompeo, the former head of the CIA. Uh, three things that I think you need to know. So uh, every once in a while, you run into some really stupid criminals. Right? Really dumb. Really dumb people. And, and that's what we have here. Woman was found with cocaine in her purse. Not the first time, right? Not the first time at all. How it got there is very interesting. This comes from Fort Pierce, Florida. Somehow, someway, Kanisha Posey had cocaine in her purse. Yeah, she was one of two passengers in a car stopped by the Fort Pierce police in late March. Police say an officer smelled marijuana. After that, they searched the car and cocaine and marijuana in separate bags were found inside a purse that she had on her lap. So they asked her, where'd you get the drugs? What's going on? I'm not making up this stuff. She said, quote, it's a windy day. It must have flown through the window and into my purse. Really? That's what you're going with? This is why I don't have a purse. <laughs> All sorts of weird stuff always flies into it. Those purses. You know, Ryan. last time Ryan had a purse, it was dumped out by someone accidentally. And, uh, you know, so the sponge came out. I mean, really? <laughs> it was sponge What's Rayo? Exactly. <laughs> what's, what's the difference? You know, the sponge going... <laughs> Pretzels are making me thirsty. Yeah. I'll... <laughs> we stop with the Seinfeld quotes. Listeners now calling up Ryan, giving him Seinfeld quotes to tell me, which I think is awesome, by the way. And I go, what are you talking about? That was the Seinfeld <laughs> episode when Woody Allen was uh, filming a movie on their block. And Kramer said, I, t- I saw Woody, he gave me a part. What are you going to say? Apparently I have pretzels. And I have to say, these pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> so they all started getting into it about who could say that the best. And of course, George got angry with it. These pretzels. They're making me thirsty. <laughs> That's not how you do it. You can't act. So yeah, it was <laughs> these pretzels. <laughs> That's when you know when you have con- you know you have confidence. That's when it's great writing when it's so simple, but it's relatable. Because that's something you would talk about. Like, what line would you say in the movie? I don't want to say these pretzels are making me thirsty. That's something you say, man. These pretzels are making me thirsty. How would you say it? Well, these pretzels, man, they're making me thirsty. That's that's terrible. You're not an actor. Not I keep it real. No, it's not real. That was very, it was very fake. I don't, I don't think you had. I was not convinced you had pretzels, or that you were thirsty. Garrett, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Where's the beer? Still, it's not there. Mm. I don't like pretzels. See, I knew it. You couldn't get by it. You want to know how it's done? It's this way. <clears throat> Oof. These pretzels are making me thirsty. 
Do you see it? Did you hear the difference right there? Oh, the audience did. Don, what you, wait, wait, Don, what do you think? Go home to mommy. Well, okay. Oh, there you go. Fake, 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 fake. All right. <laughs> fake, fake, fake. So anyway, Kanisha Posey <laughs> said to the police, and it made me think of a Seinfeld thing. It was a very windy day. Came up to be the police. Had the cocaine get in my purse? It's a very windy day. It must have flown through the window and into my purse. It's like the Seinfeld when um, Kramer and Newman claimed that Keith Hernandez spit on them. And it was the same time that JFK came out. You never saw this part either? No. It's one magic loogie. It turns out there was a second spitter up in the grassy, the grassy knoll behind the bush. It was Roger McDowell. He was the spitter they didn't know about. They thought Keith Hernandez somehow from behind spit on them, hit Kramer. The spit then stopped in midair, mind you. And then, <laughs> you never saw that? I've never seen All this. right, we have to do some stuff after the show. It's called show prep. Oh, man. Yeah. So anyway, that's what she did. Uh, when the, the somebody had a baggie of cocaine in it, they lost control of it and blew, flew around like the, like the feather in Forrest Gump and landed in this chick's purse. Smart. Smart. That's why you don't do drugs, children. You don't do drugs. All right, so we have that. Uh, there's... Leave me alone. Oh, I want you to hear something else real quick before we get to the uh, the other things about uh, Seattle and other stuff. Anyway, CNN, such fake news. Did you hear about the story? I mean, this there's a waste there. They wonder, they, they literally are like, we don't know why people think we have it out for Trump. I mean, why would we think that we have it out for Trump in any, why? Where could people come up with this kind of idea? They did a story. Can you play number 137, please? CNN decided to do to, to do an entire segment on Donald Trump's pants. Which, by the way, all he has to say is, I have big pants because I'm huge. You're just feeding into it. They're just so stupid. Listen to this. Tonight, what's going on with President Trump's pants? Here's Jeannie Mose. Taking about two minutes, but he's got a big personality. Oh. He's got big hair, and now he's got big pants. Mm. Vanity Fair asked the pressing question: What is going on with Trump's pant mm. legs? Mm. On a couple of recent occasions, the president has been photographed with what the magazine calls enormous pant legs. The circumference of a healthy toddler's head mm. is something changing. Height seventy-five inches. Weight two hundred thirty-nine pounds. Is the president gaining weight or losing height or just in need of a tailor? Wow. And that's CNN. Really? Who's noticing that? Yet the Trumpster tweets out something very smart this morning. When a car is sent to the United States from China, there is a tariff to be paid of 2.5%. So when a car is sent from America to China, the car company pays a tariff of 2.5% to get it into China. When a car is sent to China, oh, no, I'm sorry, yes, yeah, to yes, China pays 2.5% to get it in here. When a car is sent to China from America, there is a tariff to be paid of 25%. Does that sound like free or fair trade? No, it sounds like stupid trade going on for years. Doesn't that seem a bit obvious? Yet CNN doesn't report that. They just report that Trump wants to start a trade war and he's crazy for doing it. Without laying out simple facts like that, right? And instead, they freak, they freak people out, the, the 12 people that watch. They freak her out because uh, they freak people out because they say that Trump's going to start a trade war, everything's going to get more expensive, blah, 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 blah. And then they do reports about his pants size. 
And there you have it. All right? There you have it. These pretzels, they're making me thirsty. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, we got to get to the story about, um, uh, remember we had the homeless people here a few years ago? They were living in the coffins in downtown Tucson. Those coffins that we had. Oh, yeah. And they were just everywhere. And the town wouldn't, they wouldn't kick them out and all this other stuff. Well, Seattle is actually worse than Tucson. The crap that's going on in Seattle is insane. Insane what's happening there. Uh, the homeless people, I mean, they are just flipping. They're more flipping than the, the Tucson homeless people were. We'll get to that. And a congressman pulls out a gun at a meeting and says, I'm not going to be Gaffy. I'm not going to be a Gabby Giffords. I'll tell you about that, too. Oh, yeah. And then the free speech ending in, in, uh, in California. They're out of their minds. It's all coming up. Don't go anywhere. Back in 5, 918 KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Stimulating talk. 924. Sunny and 90 today. This stimulation is making me thirsty. Ah, it's not how you say it. Throw me up over there. Go ahead. Oh, well, uh, okay, I'm there with uh, Woody. You know, I'm at this bar, and uh, I'm, you know, it's Woody Allen. Did I mention that? Yeah, we yeah. got it. We got it. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with Woody, and uh, I say, I turn to him, and I go, uh, boy, these pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> Is that how you're going to say it? No, no, I'm working on it. Do it like this. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. No, no, see, that's no good. See, you don't know how to act. <laughs> Which is true. He's the worst act. Yes, yes, yes. Don't take credit. Well, you could, we could do nine hours on Seinfeld. Very relatable. It's very refreshing. All right, so it's the... It's another one. Don't worry about it. I won't. Thank you. All right. So um, <clears throat> uh, there is a uh, really quick. There's a congressman, South Carolina. Uh, his name is Ralph Norman. Congressman Ralph Norman, a Republican. In a constituent meeting, he pulls out his gun. Hmm. Didn't threaten anybody. Pulled out a loaded gun, put it on a table. Left it there for several minutes while telling his constituents that the presence of the gun made them safer. Apparently, there was a uh, chapter of the Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. See, we always just call it Moms Demand Action, which is a much better sounding and much more perverted sounding thing than Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America, right? They were at the meeting. There was a coffee with constituents. It was in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and uh, this congressman told the Post and Courier in South Carolina, quote, I'm not going to be a Gabby Giffords. He said, I don't mind dying, but whoever shoots me better shoot well or I'm shooting back. And you know what? There's literally nothing wrong with that. You know what? You know what there is something wrong with? A congresswoman that says, no, we don't need any security. That's that's the difference. All the sensitive types are going to be upset. Oh, my God, he pulled out a loaded gun. Yeah. You know what? You know what he did? You know what he did? People aren't even realizing this. You know what he actually... Uh, portrayed the fact that guns don't just randomly kill people it's people with guns that kill people that's what it comes down to that's what he proved this gun just didn't randomly fire itself it didn't do anything like that it was there and there was nothing wrong with it. meaning if a responsible person that isn't a psychopath has a gun you you should be okay Lori Freeman a volunteer with moms demand action I know. 
said the incident was a far, a far cry from what responsible gun ownership looks like. How the hell would she know? She put out a statement, I had looked forward to a respectful dialogue with my representative about common sense gun violence prevention policies. Instead, I felt unsafe when he visited, uh, when he insisted on showing us his loaded gun and keeping it out on the table for much of our conversation. Would that freak you out? If you understand guns, it wouldn't freak you out, right? Representative said he had no regrets about the stunt, even plans to do it in future constituent meetings. Good, stick it to him. He also denied that anyone in the meeting had been scared of the presence of the gun, saying no one left the room or appeared to react strongly. He said, quote, I'm tired of these liberals jumping on the guns themselves as if they are the cause of the problem. Guns are not the problem. Right? Simple as that. He put out a statement to Politico. Mental health and more importantly, a lack of morality is the driving force behind this epidemic. Guns are not the problem. He's right. There's no respect for life. That's what it comes down to. All right? And then, of course, Mark Kelly, the astronaut, had to get involved. Oh, no, his brother's the astronaut. Was he the astronaut? No, he's the astronaut, too, right? They're all astronauts. They're all astronauts. Um, he tweeted, when I think of Gabby Giffords, I think of courage and public service, not intimidating constituents. You're no Gabby at Ralph Norman, Rep. Ralph Norman. You pull out a gun when you're prepared and need to use it, not for a stunt. No, this was actually to, uh, to point out that, again, guns by themselves don't do bad things. It's the people. But again, that goes right over Mark Kelly's head because he wants it that way. And then, of course, you know who decided to chime in about this? Nancy Pelosi? Jeff Flake. Jeff Flake, this guy that literally has lost his mind or doesn't care about hiding who he really is. And I think it's the latter, actually. I think he's always been a lunatic and he's always put on this front because you know what? He was put up. He was, listen, the guy is dirty. He's a slimeball politician. Jeff Flake has done everything for the Chamber of Commerce, big business, cheap labor, and big agriculture. They found their guy because you know what he, he taught? He says he's a conservative. He's a white guy with a good tan, with great teeth, and a good head of hair. And he sounds very intelligent when he speaks, and he speaks at a very nice, calm pace that he's always in control. This guy will get our side what we want. Fantastic. I'm telling you, that's what it was. That's what my gut tells me. So Jeff Flake tweeted, I sincerely hope you never have to experience what my friend Gabby Giffords experienced. But to suggest that she might have avoided being shot had she carried a weapon as she spoke to constituents that morning is inappropriate and inconsiderate. I'm sorry. Is it incorrect? Why is it inappropriate? Why is it inconsiderate? She's the one that said... No, I don't want protection. And she wasn't the only one that got shot. And other people got shot because Gabby said, nobody here with a gun. I don't need anybody. I'm all good. So these freaking morons, these just more just jerks. I, I I'm just so over it. So over it. And I'm the one that'll tell it to you. What does it hurt people's feelings? Who's you know what? People agree with me. They don't you you're so PC, you're politically correct about this. This is Jeff Flake being a lunatic one, two. Again, realizing he only has a little over eight months to go. And he needs a job, and he will get a job as a commentator on either MSNBC or CNN or ABC. It's going to happen. I'm just letting you know. It's going to happen. And he keeps putting that stuff out for a reason. Jeff Flake. What a dingleberry. All right, 931. We'll get to the uh, story about the homeless people in Seattle bragging about 
being homeless and sticking it to people that aren't homeless. Oh, yeah, it's just fantastic when that happens. And in uh, California, they want to uh, silence free speech so much, they want certain rules if you want to post something on social media. Oh, yeah, wait till you hear this. And then we have, oh, since we did this gun thing, uh, knife control in London. Yes, they want, so many people have been stabbed. They want knife control now. I swear to God, you can't make up this stuff. It's happening in about uh, five. Here's the latest right now on KNST from Fox. Third, 9:39. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster signed a memo ending catch and release. But Brandon Judd, we'll have the interview up. What do you think? By about 10:30, KNST.com on my page. I'll stick it on social media too. He said uh, there's a reason why it won't work, even though he thinks Trump is doing the right thing. But there are too many swamp creatures that won't enforce it, even though he signed the document and said, "Let's do it. Come on, let's, let's sign the memo." Uh, he doesn't think it'll work. And he said, by the way, John Kelly signed that memo, what, a year ago? And it's still happening because there's too many people that that are in the government that hate Trump. Second thing that I think you need to know, Attorney General Jeff Sessions is trying to crack down on illegal aliens. He said, no no more of this selective prosecution. Uh, If you come across the border, even if it's your first time, you'll be prosecuted. He told every U.S. attorney, you will prosecute them. You don't just prosecute people that are repeat offenders or violent criminals. Everybody. Brandon Judge said, again, it's nice. I think Jeff means it, but we just don't have the resources to do it. Third thing I think you need to know, Iran threatening to restart their nuclear enrichment program. Hmm. I thought the Iran deal at Omamaganas was going to stop all this stuff and everything's good and we're all friends and things. Uh... Next month is when Trump needs to either say we're out of the Iran deal or we're continuing with the Iran deal. And right now, apparently, the administration is pushing European allies, according to the Washington Free Beacon, to agree to a range of new strictures that would constrain Iran's ongoing nuclear research. The ballistic missile program, all that stuff. And if they don't want to go with it, we could be out. And then I think that's what's eventually going to happen. That's why he fired McMaster replaced him with John Bolton, the mustache. Love Bolton. And that's why he got rid of Rex Tillerson, the Secretary of State, and wants Mike Pompeo in there, uh, the former CIA director, because they're all against the Iran deal. And so is Trump, and he's sick of these people saying, no, 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 no. And by the way, Trump, there's three things I think you need to know. Trump is also saying it's fake news about John Kelly, that they actually like each other and everything else and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, trust me, if, if Trump was having issues with John Kelly, you don't think he'd fire him in a heartbeat, too, like he fires everybody else? That's how it works. So, uh, really quick on the knife control. I'm not making up this stuff. London, their mayor, Sadiq Khan, who hates Trump and has a very big radical Islamic terror problem. He has a bunch of young Muslim men. Uh, there are a bunch of no-go zones in, 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 uh, in London. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of terrorism all over Europe because they had open borders everywhere thanks to the EU. Smart move. Smart move, right? Really good. So the London mayor literally sent out a tweet where he wants knife control because they actually have more murders in London than they do in New York City. First time in like 100 years. Um, and people are getting stabbed to death. They have gun control. How's that working out? Seriously, he wants knife control. He put out a tweet. No excuses. This is the mayor of London, at mayor of London. That's his official Twitter handle. No excuses. There is never a reason to carry a knife. Anyone who does will be caught, and they will feel the full force of the law. Wow. 
So all the good people, hand in your knives. The bad people, I'm sure they will, right? The ones that stab people and stuff. Oh, yeah. Rob people. Now that they know nobody will have a knife on them to protect them to protect themselves, they're sitting ducks. Perfect, right? Now, I don't know what this means. What if you are a restaurant? Steak knives. Will they literally say no, can't do it? You can't, you can't use it? What if you smuggle one out of a, a restaurant? What if you steal one of those nice steak knives? Yep. Uh, they're putting $50 million into the local police so they can actually arm themselves better against knife attacks. That's what it says here. And then get this over in the UK. The government this week is getting back. They're getting back into work. And they're expected to introduce a ban on online knife sales and, uh, and home knife deliveries. So you can no longer buy knives online or they'll just do something. And you can't have knives delivered at home. No more Amazon that way, huh? And they'll declare it, quote, illegal to possess zombie knives and knuckle dusters in private. Zombie knives are those defined as being manufactured for the purpose of being used as a person-to-person weapon. No more zombie knives. Yep. London has seen a dramatic uptick in murder rates. Again, passing New York City. And the number of homicides every month since the beginning of 2018. And they have some of the strictest gun control laws in the world. Yep. Uh, Why don't they just ban murder? That'll work, right? They already have that, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be just fine. So that's cool. Um, Yeah. Let's play the homeless thing now. Because remember the homeless people that were living in downtown, downtown Tucson, was it four years ago? Five years ago? It was a while ago. And for talk radio, it was epic. Now, if you're downtown, it sucked. You had all these homeless people. If you remember this, downtown at uh, Biente de Agosto Park, you had these homeless people living in, like, man-made coffins. I mean, they're, of course, they're man-made. But they literally would make coffin-like structures, and they'd sleep there. And then they'd get up when the sun would come up, and they'd have, like, their couch there and other stuff. And they dropped deuces and pee all over the park. Seriously, it was it, it had to be it was closed for like months, if not longer, maybe over a year. They said it was a it was a hazardous area. They had to the the city decided to keep people out of there. It was like a hazmat crew needed and stuff like that. Uh, there was so much human feces. And then the guy that organized it said it was a drug free area. It's good for homeless people. Then he got arrested for dealing drugs there. It was awesome. So it took the city months and months and months. They wouldn't act on this. They're like, we don't know what to do. We can't make these people move. And then a judge finally said, get them out of there. And he yelled at the city attorney for saying, what the hell were you doing? In Seattle, it's even worse. In Seattle, it's even worse. Um, this is the story from the Fox station Q13 in Seattle. This is unreal. Listen to this. Here we go. Room here, which is a mess right now because we're still constructing, but we're putting up the vinyl to cover it up, make it the more vinyl. attractive. Pause it. That's now what she's. It's like this gigantic. It's a homeless resident. Like they tried to build their own house, like their own house. It's insane. It's near the Space Needle. They built a tent mansion. They're calling it a tent mansion. And they're trying to, like, create walls by putting tarps around it. Listen, here we go. That's Melissa Burns. This side we're still working on. This one's a little harder because we're trying to keep this area clean for strollers, wheelchairs, that kind of thing. She was kind enough to give us a tour of what she and others call their mansion. Made of tents, wood pallets, whatever else they could pull together. It'll be beautiful when we're done. Beautiful. As beautiful as we can make it with recycled materials. Of course recycled, yeah. They say the city swept their most recent campsite out of a nearby park. 
So they started building here at 3rd Avenue and Broad Street, one of the most traveled, most visited parts of town. Pause it. Surrounded by pricey. Hang on, by pricey. Can you imagine if you tried to build something on a plot of land? You need permits. You need approvals. You need inspections. All this stuff. They're doing this in like a, a very, very visible area in downtown Seattle with pricey stuff, and nobody's stopping them. Who the hell is afraid of homeless people? Let's continue. By pricey properties. I mean, it is a form of protest. It is a form of protest. protest. Well, I won't say that we're being discreet. We're obviously not. We're right in front of the Space Needle, and we yeah. built a big encampment. If it's attention they're wow. after, they're getting it. Well, it's certainly an eyesore, but I mean, I, I, I don't think they have a lot of options, so oh. I guess they got to do what they got to do. Okay. Some people are cheering us on, and some people are really angry about it. It's cognitive dissonance. They don't like it. Cognitive. They don't like to see what? people being happy when we're supposed to be miserable. Pause it. City now, says, I, hang on, hang on. We'll get to this in a second. And this is insane. So you have these homeless people that are just, they're sticking it. Yeah, we're not, we're not hiding. It's up there. No problem. Now, how many of these homeless people have mental problems? And of course, the ACLU, the lib activists, the libs themselves, they, they, you know, oh, you, you can't have homeless people living in asylums. It's just too terrible. They can't take care of themselves if they're, if they're mentally ill. How many of these homeless people are mentally ill? And that's the real sad thing. They can't take care of themselves. They have no family to help take care of them. I mean, it's it's really it's really awful. But it's better to keep them on the street. I mean, it's really sick with people. Anyway, let's continue. Here we go. City says it's inspected the site, oh. but with 400 other unsanctioned encampments around town, the city must prioritize and clear camps that pose an immediate safety risk. So for now, wow. it's here can stay. We just want to be able to live a life that we appreciate just like everybody else. We oh. want a safe and secure home like mm. everybody does. You got to earn it. And that's the only way we can get it is to make it, then that's what we'll do. Yes, yeah, so everybody else has to suffer. That's the mentality. Keep raising taxes in Seattle. How's that working out for you? And just play the, the first sentence, the first thing the guy says. This is another story. One of the homeless guys living in his car. And there's a reason for that. Listen to this. Here we go. If I was to pay rent, I'd be broke all the time and depressed. For now, Stephen Long go. is living. Well, you know, be responsible or not be responsible. Again, it's up to you. But just because you don't want to be responsible doesn't mean that we have to live with your eyesoreness right there. Again, where do you go to the bathroom? Where do you cook? Where do you eat? Do you want some you know, homeless guy living in a truck outside your house? It's pathetic. Pathetic. It really is. It's pathetic. And we got to get coming back. Uh, th- this is just too much, too. We're running short of time. 9.50 now on KNST AM 790 in California. Just when you thought they couldn't be any crazier. Oh, they get a little bit crazier. Yes, they do. Um, they're trying to think of legislation to approve uh, that would uh, basically censor what you write online. You got to hear this to believe it. Yes, yeah, so you want to put something online? You better not. Better make sure it's not fake news. Wait till you hear about this coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Radio station. President Trump reacting to the Syrian attack. I'm Rich Dennison, Fox News. The president says he'll decide how the U.S. will respond to the weekend chemical attack in Syria within 48 hours. Fox's John Decker joins us live from the White House. The president described the chemical weapons attack on Syrian civilians as atrocious and said he doubted the denials made by the government of Syrian President Bashar al-Assad that his military was not behind the attack. If they're innocent, why aren't they allowing people to go and improve? 
Because, as you know, they're claiming they didn't make the attack. The president said that nothing is off the table for dealing with Syria, including the possibility of U.S. military action. He also did not rule out punishing Russian President Vladimir Putin if it's determined that Russia was behind the chlorine gas attack. Rich? John, President Trump assuring farmers any financial pain they see from Chinese tariffs or the ongoing NAFTA negotiations will be short-lived. There'll be a little work to be done. But the farmers will be better off than they ever were. And the president's comments coming during a cabinet meeting this afternoon. Members of the Texas National Guard are mobilizing along the Mexican border following the president's order last week. Those troops will be taking on roles in surveillance, freeing up border patrol agents to get back out to the border and patrol the line. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says it sends a message to migrants who plan to cross into the U.S. illegally. This is signaling uh, to people who are uh, crisscrossing uh, Mexico, coming from Central America, right. coming from other places around the country, uh, that this is the wrong thing to do. Guard troops will not be involved in pursuits or apprehension of suspected illegal migrants. Fox's Eben Brown in McAllen, Texas. A positive start to the week on Wall Street so far. All three major U.S. indexes showing strong gains despite ongoing concerns over the possibility of a trade war with China. The Dow currently up 392 points. Fox News. Fair and balanced.